Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit of Universal, and then we are going to go on an adventure in the parks. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is episode 170 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams, and today I am joined alongside by my co-host, as always, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. Hello. Welcome to this week. It's a very important week. Is it? Well, not... Taxes. Yeah, it's it's tax day as of the time we're recording this, so that's just really uh, breaking through the glass there. So uh, no surprises, as always, with us, but yeah, we uh, have a little bit of a show here for you, just trying to uh, do our thing the best we can, so it's been a crazy week. Uh, crazy weekend, lots of stuff going on, and just haven't really uh, haven't really had any fun news lately. But felt like there was a couple things we needed to talk about. One big thing that we do need to talk about, unfortunately, uh, we can only talk a limited amount about it. But uh, we'll just let's not beat around the bush. So uh, this past weekend on. Saturday, after team member previews throughout the week, Fast and Furious Supercharged finally opened for its technical rehearsal. Mm-hmm. So it is currently in technical rehearsal period. I, I don't know. End of uh, sentence. Yeah, it's a weird verb, but also a noun, I guess, in a way. So it's in technical rehearsal. What's that mean? Uh, if you are a fan of Disney and their soft openings, then it would be the exact same thing. Uh, it, it's just this period of time right now where it doesn't necessarily mean that it will open up at the beginning of the morning of each day with Universal Studios Florida. Uh, it might not close at the, it might close very early, might close when it hits capacity. Uh, throughout the day, they might have to intermittently close it, open it back up, close it again. Uh, expect a lot of technical issues at this point. I, I know. Uh, it was the ride was still giving them problems right up to when they started team member previews. It was still not really uh, cooperating nicely. And I know that they, there's been some issues uh, so far during its technical rehearsal period with a lot of people saying they're taking, uh, you know, it, it takes a couple rides sometimes if you're unlucky to actually get a full, complete ride through with everything working properly. Oh. So. But that's the whole point of it. It's a it's a technical rehearsal period. It's not necessarily what the ride experience will be when it's finished. You know, for the people who can go and do it multiple times over and over again, yes, you're going to get a you know, you're you're probably going to get the full experience after all is said and done for but for the people out there who are only getting the chance to maybe do it that one time and then they have to leave for the airport, yeah, probably aren't getting the full the full show all the way through. So keep that in mind for the the next couple weeks. And then uh, the big news to go along with that too, is that on May 2nd will be the, the, 
grand opening media event for it as well. So uh, that's that's quickly approaching. Only two Wednesdays away after this. Yeah, only two Wednesdays mm-hmm. away. So at the time of this. So it's uh, very, very exciting. Um, we will honestly we neither one of us got out there over the weekend it's the one thing that i was told by uh team member friends who had ridden the attraction before it even started the the technical rehearsal on thursday or on saturday sorry is that the attraction the actual ride portion besides the fact that we knew there was going to be buses party buses instead of like a tram tour from Hollywood. But, you know, it's once you're on your vehicles, you stop at that portion, and then you have the 360 ride portion that you also have out in Hollywood, where out in Hollywood, it is 3D. And the big change here is that here it is not a 3D attraction. Oh, really? No. I didn't I didn't know that. I assumed it was going to be 3D. I, it's, it's a very weird choice. I still am not sure on the logistics of it when I do when I've done it in Hollywood which I think is two or three times now those like it I am just assuming that all of the characters in it are just computer graphics because the the maneuvers they're doing and stuff is just so absurdly <laughs> fake that it could never possibly be real and it all looks terrible and if it looks bad in 3D when it's 2D yeah, it's that's going to look better yeah, I'm I'm very concerned about that. I know I know reviews have been mixed on it. I think a lot of people though, their reviews are coming at it from never doing Hollywoods before, so they're they they don't have that that at least that heads up of hey, don't don't expect too much. Yeah. But it's so weird that it's not 3D. I I mean, I'm fine with that. I don't like 3D things, but like it was conceived to be in 3D, so you took away an element of it. It's bizarre. I don't know. But you know there's that whole thing with the drop in 3D stuff right now, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think 3D is technically necessary. On top of that, it's 3D makes a lot of people sick. Oh, no, no. Not I'm even having 3D yeah. does it. You know, that still makes people sick. But throw in the 3D element, it makes it even worse. So I, I think it's, it's a good call on possibly... Uh, once once I see it, I, I I'll know for sure. But I, I on paper, I think it's a good call to drop it. Uh, all the the hype and buzz right now, though, has been all about the queue because uh, just like they've been doing with every single queue since Potter and before that, even uh, it's just incredibly incredibly immersive. Is it not term. the lineless system again? They do have virtual line. Yeah. Uh, so uh, with, uh, you know, since they're in technical rehearsal, it's just been a straight line. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been it hasn't been using virtual line yet, I don't believe. As of recording this, I don't think they've tried testing it with it yet. It's just been all just get in line and wait. But uh, you get to weave your way through and see all of the cars. And Universal, like a week before it started technical, they they shared all the images of the cars throughout it. And uh, as, in terms of the, the, the War Room pre-shows, uh, I've been hearing mixed things on that. The The one positive that I have heard from it is that they do actually have just team members in there as part of the show. So as part of the pre-show, which I think, I think is a great, great thing to be able to, to still include that human element, especially for a, an attraction that's now sitting on the space that used to have disaster, which was just, you know, the first, 
two thirds of it was all team member oriented yeah. and team member heavy. And uh, then also taking over the space for Beetlejuice, which was a show. So even, even though it took over a lot of stuff, uh, the fact that they could still incorporate team members in as part of the attraction at, at a period, I, I think that's, that's really uh, that that's something that should be done more often. So that is, that is that. And then, yeah, we know the, the, height requirement for it is 40 inches so it is definitely something that's trying to appeal towards uh more more families and i know that sounds a little bit ironic because that's still uh that's still you have to be over three and three feet and however many inches can't do math off the top of my head four inches i guess but uh that's five times 12 is 60 that's five feet <laughs> well i was doing the three times 12 <clears throat> plus four times four. 12 is 48 three, three times seven is 36 yeah, yeah it's three four i i, I was just that's a short person <laughs> i was i was being a little bit facetious oh i was before before i got into this whole video game believe it or not i was actually a math engineering major in college I do not believe it. Well, I it, <laughs> believe it or not, but I was. And believe it uh, or not, I'm walking. Yeah, doing so. math at school. I'm Craig Williams. Yeah, it's. I, I, I enjoyed the math. I enjoyed the physics. It did not particularly care for the fact that I had to take biology Ugh. and chemistry as well too, which were. I, I do understand why, but I. I'm more of a. I'm more of a numbers guy. I like. I like that. I don't like real stuff. I don't like mixing, and it's just not—it's not, it's not my bag, chemistry. baby. Yeah, yeah. No, was was not was not my strongest suit, but uh, holding holding a camera was. So, got in that game, and that's just a little bit about my life. So, yeah, we'll we'll get out there and see Fast and Furious Supercharged probably later on this week when we're hanging out over at Universal, and hope to see anyone if we are out there. Mm-hmm. Not gonna not gonna tell you when. It will be a day, though, and yeah, we'll can't can't wait to see it. So I, I know I'm going to be blown away by the queue because Universal has not let me down on a queue in eons. Well, we'll see. It, it, it they can't they can't let me down on a queue. Think about it. Even if it's just Kong, cars in a building, I'm going to be let down. Well, that's also not your thing, and you're not the biggest Fast and Furious fan. Correct. <laughs> so, I, I I guess I should like I should have tried to watch all those I, before the thing. Maybe I'll watch them while we're on our trip to California in the plane and stuff. There you go. I also have to say, even even if you don't like just looking at cars and seeing like all the little hidden touches that they put in there, like I, I've been looking at everyone's pictures on it. They did throwbacks to Beetlejuice, Back to the Future, Disaster. Okay, in well there. then we'll get into you know Paul Walker's in there. They That's they nice. find they found ways to really put in a lot of Easter eggs, which is was he in the Hollywood attraction? No, no, they did it after no. he passed. Yeah, okay, yeah. So uh, there's there's lots of lots of little little hidden touches here and there throughout that I think you could still enjoy. It's like kind of same for me. Like I should have hated everything about the, about the entire experience of race through New York starring Jimmy Fallon, considering how much I dislike Jimmy Fallon, but, and I do not like his tonight show and the, the gags and games and everything they do on it. But yet I can still walk in and appreciate the, the whole queue area and mm-hmm. like it for what it is. So I hope that you can keep an open mind as well. I will try. 
Okay, well, I will. Good. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. We'll get out okay. there later that week, later this week though, and we'll we'll check it out and come up with our opinions. And I'm only I'm only going to toss out one more thing. There's there's other things we could talk about, like universal land expansion, and uh, you know what what can we really say with that? Yes, the theme park they're thing? eventually going to build another theme park. Is that what they said in the call? No, they they it's just it's inevitable. They why would they buy? enough land to put multiple new properties on and then not put a theme park. I don't know. So it's, you don't, you don't expand like that and then do nothing with it. It's kind of like, you know, Disney, when they came to central Florida, they bought a huge big chunk and then they've sold away portions of it because I think they're even smart enough to know that they're never going to develop every piece of property that they have on there. Some I would, I think they wish they had back in, in key areas, but um, it's, it, it's the complete opposite with universal. They're acquiring more and more land because that's their only way to expand. And you know what? There's only so much you can do at the two parks before then, you have to start saying, okay, well, this attraction, you know, it's only 15 years old, but that's old for us now, so we got to tear it out and and mm-hmm. put something new on. You can only go around that cycle so much before you have to add a new park. So there's no point in really going in on that, and they're hiring 3,000 more people uh, over the summertime. So if you're, want, if you're coming down to the Orlando area looking for a job, Universal's hiring. Hmm. So take advantage of that, but... I want to toss out one rumor that popped up, I think, sometime last week, maybe two weeks ago. It might have been longer than that, but just came on my radar. And I know we don't talk rumors on this show, but this one had me excited, and that's the Lost Boys for Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they always kind of do a vampire house. Yeah. But that that would be, I think that would be cool. Are you Are you a fan of the movie? Oh, yeah, I love the movie. Okay. See, I didn't know. That's one thing that you and I have never really talked about. We've talked, we talk about a lot of movies. I mean, uh, next week, you're in luck. We've already recorded next week's episode, and we got a good, a good talk on blast from the past. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're always talking movies, but one we've never really talked about is Lost Boys, especially when it creeps up during the, the Halloween period. I, I think it is such an underrated Halloween movie that, come on, like the, the Corey's in that movie movie with the oh, yeah. bandanas and the the chinese food that turns into maggots and then diane huist is the mother well and uh uh kiefer right oh yeah yeah yeah, kiefer, yeah. and yeah. it's like it's like such a great follow-up if you've just watched stand by me because i like to believe that the character from stand by me is that's what happened to him <laughs> he became the vampire from lost boys very interesting. See, I like to keep it all because that's Corey Feldman's characters like yeah. here and back. See, I, it all ties back together. I, I think this would actually be a brilliant house. And I think part of the, the reason why it would get me excited is that you have before, like you last year we had Hive, which was not a good house at the start, but it also... Hive was going for that 80s vampires, but disgusting, decrepit vampires. Yeah. And towards the end, that house got better and better. Uh, as the more times I went through it, they, yeah. they, I know you still didn't like it, but so to go with 80s vampires from this spectrum now and yeah. also throw in that intellectual property of the movie, which I, again, I don't hear a lot of people talking about it, but it's an awesome, awesome movie. I think it's, it, it's setting up for what could be 
a very impressive house. And it, it's just, it, it's strange that the trend's happening with it because we have Stranger Things, mm-hmm. which takes place in the 80s. We have, well, we don't have anything else yet at this point, but everyone expects it to be announced. And 80s. the new version of that in the 80s, people think the thing, not not the original one from the 50s, but Kurt Russell's The Thing oh, is going to come movie too. 80s. And then if Lost Boys gets thrown in there too, another example of the 80s, it's just... 80s was I, a good time for horror movies. Oh, it, it absolutely was. So it's just, it's strange how if those any of those come to be oh i have i have a theory here too so not a theory but i'm just curious i was thinking about this the other day because we had talked about it what do you think about the possibility of them having a halloween house again because of the halloween movie that's coming out in october i and that's a sequel that's a sequel only to the first original halloween movie not to any of the other ones do you think that they would potentially bring back Halloween house? Oh, I, I absolutely think that they will, mostly because this new version of Halloween, the new sequel, is a Blumhouse production. Uh, that's and what it was. That's what had me triggered the thought. I was like, why did I think of that? And it was because they were talking, because it was the, I forget the name of the guy who runs it. Um, Jason Blum? Jason, yeah. He was talking about, uh, he was talking about an interview about he's seen the cut of the movie, and, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, you had said, oh, it, I wouldn't be surprised if there was another Blumhouse. And then I was like, oh, maybe they could do like a Halloween. Because they did, I mean, they did Insidious 4. And no, that didn't even come out till January. Yeah, yeah no. And that was such a, a strange, a strange uh, choice considering how uh, in the future that was. But Halloween, you know, they've done the, the original Halloween and they've done Halloween 2 already. I can't foresee them ever doing Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Son of a Witch? Oh, oh yeah, Season, season of, of the Witch. witch. <laughs> that would be my favorite house ever, though. That, no, no Michael Myers in it the entire thing. <laughs> yeah, and just a lot of good old-fashioned Irish racism <laughs> yeah. uh, with Silver Shamrock, the, the great company. Uh, but I... I love Halloween three, so it's it's a guilty pleasure of mine. So I would love if they could do that one day. They had in the first year, I, th- I think it was the first year with the trick or treaters that were all wearing the the silver shamrock masks, the the three different ones. But uh, they need a full Halloween three house. But yeah, no, I I think it's absolutely possible that they bring back Halloween. That is a rumor that's been floating around too, and uh, the fact that it is a Blumhouse production just adds leverage. You know, they are completely in bed with each other. Uh, everything has gone well. I mean, Happy Death Day, they had that in Hollywood. It actually, the movie wasn't terrible. I, I enjoyed the movie and it did semi well. Uh, I didn't see, I think. Truth or Dare. Truth or Dare came in third place this past weekend, but that was. I have not heard strong things about that yeah, one, though. I haven't either, but at the end of the day, there, I wasn't expecting them to ever like break I, I, ground on amazing yeah. ones. And I'm still disappointed. You and I did talk about it. I'm still disappointed that no we gremlins. didn't get more with. I Gremlins won't make a fun house. I know. Uh, I wish it would. It wouldn't, though. Uh, I, I think Get Out would make for a good house. I think it has enough enough creepy stare elements. I imagine a lot of people jumping, jumping out to yeah. to come at you, yeah. Like, and I just, I, I think, I uh, is it too soon to still give spoilers on Get Out? The movie's yeah. been out for over nah, a year. It came know, out in February know, last year. But I think when it when it was nominated for the Academy Award, I think a lot more people are seeing it now, and I think it's become like a little more readily available for people to watch places. 
So I'd say until it's on Netflix or Hulu, then you shouldn't uh, give it a give it a. I will only slightly. It was on HBO Go, so that's close enough. I will give a slight spoiler. It uh, it sure does have a fiery end to it, and I think that could make for a good house. I do not remember that at the end. Oh, I maybe I do. I remember the whole movie. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't. I, yeah, I like that movie a lot. Okay, good. No, I I think there's, but there's a lot to choose from right now with with uh, Blumhouse, and I, I Sink wouldn't into the chair. I wouldn't want the last year's house, the the strange mix of. Uh, I said that wrong. It's the floor. Sorry. Yeah. Well, the God, what was even the first part of last year's? Well, last year's what? Last year's Blumhouse. Um, it was the uh, it was the Purge was part of it. Insidious. Well, no, Insidious was the the final part of it. No, it was Insidious, the Purge, and then the fourth. No, the fo- yeah, the last thing you saw you went through was the uh, was the oh, not Insidious. I'm sorry, Sinister. Sinister. Sinister thank you. The Purge. Insidious. I always get the two names mixed up. I'm sorry. Yeah, for yelling at me. When well, I, I was knew imagining. It wasn't I was like, you know, it's got that weird drag queen ghost in it, yeah. and that, not drag queen ghost. That is the other one, but it, the one with the really long black yeah. hair and the creepy coat. I just, I just couldn't think of of the name of Sinister. So I watched both the Sinister one and two before uh, seeing that house, and I just wasn't impressed. But. Uh, I don't. I don't even know if I knew there was a second one. Yeah, they neither one was was very good. So I, you did know, did you see the fourth Insidious? Finally, I did. I saw it in theaters. So I thought it wrapped up the the series really well. I mean, the the first movie is still the strongest, and the second one is the next best. But I think it kind of washes out the taste of the third one, which was it that one wasn't a bad one. It was. I mean, it was just it took the side realm going with uh, uh, Dermot Mulroney and his daughter in the apartment it just is it not in the house the third one no i thought it was like a prequel but in the house still i don't know no 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 okay. and but this one does lead it back the the fourth one focuses on um uh, elise's a young childhood yeah, yeah. yeah so it was i it wasn't a great movie kind of like kind of like how probably truth or dare is and you know happy death day it was fun, but not overall. It wasn't a great movie. Uh, yeah, a lot of these aren't, but I, I think there was still good aspects to it. But uh, Blumhouse is just kicking kicking the crap out of the horror genre mm-hmm. and releasing stuff regularly and overall pretty good. So uh, I could definitely see it uh, having an impact on this year's Horror Nights. Oh, I but, can't wait for the Halloween movie. So I'm, yeah. I, I do hope that they kind of do that, especially if it's like supposed to be like classic halloween but now so yeah. like it'd be really cool to see that no and like you said another thing in the 80s there too that's if if all of those would happen that's five <laughs> at least five things in the 80s which Man, would if just they, be if you wanted it to be 80s themed i would be all about it it, it was a good year yeah. it was a good year you my birth decade i was going off goldberg <laughs> reasoning so you know the year was 1980 something i oh, just yeah. saw empire strikes back <laughs> yet meanwhile i'm going to sing a song that was from 1981 that's what the year empire it's strikes back did come out <laughs> no it didn't yeah it did empire 80, strikes 80. Back came in 80 greg come on 77 uh, 80 83 raiders of the lost ark was 81 <laughs> yes and um, then 84 was temple of doom 82 and then was 89. And, um, God. Uh, well, you know what? It's all supposed to be memories. That's why it's like that. It's supposed to be jumbled. You get your memories all jumbled. Yeah. Well, I do get mine clearly. I'm all over the place on stuff. But 
yeah, so that that was that was a big tangent there. So uh, that's it, though. We're we're done with all that, and now uh, I think we're going to venture off into the theme park to bring a little nice uh, in the field segment for you. So here we go. Hey everyone, just like we said, coming to Universal Orlando, we are here right now inside Universal Studios Florida, just standing right outside of Animal Actors on Location, because Rhino's never done it before, and we're not doing that today either. Instead, we're going to pop in, well not pop in, but pop outside of Bumblebee Man's taco truck right there behind us, and we are going to get some food. So we've done this in a vlog before, way back when. Haven't actually done this for the show, so first time. Did we? Was I in there? I I wasn't even a part of it. I think it was just you. No, I don't think I ate at the taco truck. Oh, maybe I did. I think it was yeah. just you. Yeah, I thought I thought I was I inside remember. the building. I don't know. Who knows? I don't but know what I do. Let's go. Yeah. We came inside to eat our meal that we got outside at Bumblebee Man Tacos. There is seating outside, but it's like almost 90 degrees at this point. Just way too hot. And yeah, I'm not dealing with that mess today. But what did we get? Well, for $8.99, we got the Korean beef tacos, which is uh, a slow, slow cooked beef and topped with uh, slaw, an Asian slaw, and served with a side of chips. And then we also got the macho nachos, which you can get with either beef or chicken. That we did with um, with chicken because we already got the beef with the tacos. It's topped with guacamole, salsa, nacho cheese, sour cream, jalapenos. Uh, it is a massive and heavy dish. Like, I don't even know if we'll be able to finish it between the two of us, and that's $9.99. So just based on size right away, the nachos are definitely the better of the two when we're talking about getting a deal. These are just massive nachos. But uh, we'll, we'll dig in here in one second. But I'm going to let Rhino go first with his digging in. I'm going to go with the taco first, okay? The uh, Korean beef taco here. Mmm. Nice and warm. The beef is good. It's nice. It's tender. Um, there is some flavor in here I'm getting. A little bit of that... Um, uh, what was it? Radish? It was supposed to be radish and cucumber, but I don't know that those are the flavors I'm getting. I don't even see the cucumber. Well, I enjoy it. This is actually pretty good. I'm enjoying it so far. I like I like these type of uh, uh, what am I looking for? Tortillas. tortillas. Yeah, yeah, flour. yeah. The flour tortillas because they're just a little softer. I don't like when they're the corn ones. I know that's probably a little more authentic and what's not but um, Craig you're pretty good with flavors like this you let you let me know what you think of this one I don't want to start on the nachos without you wrap it up and make it like a little blanket It's nice to eat something for once that I don't have to just shove like super into my mouth. 
it's very, very flavorful. The little slaw that they have inside is adding a nice crunch to it, but not really adding the flavor. All of the flavor is coming straight from the beef. It's not the most authentic of Korean beefs that you're going to have, but it's got that sweetness, a little bit of a uh, little bit of intensity when it comes to the sodium, so you get that sweet, salty. I like that a lot. It's a tasty taco, but we also have nachos. So the Korean beef taco came with a side of chips as well. Um, but nothing with these, and they're not like chip chips, they're tortilla chips, so you're like... If we hadn't gotten the nachos, these are very plain and whatever. But. You can get extra sides, but it costs yeah, extra. Yeah, like guacamole was $1.29, and I think salsa was a dollar and stuff, but I feel like it should come with it, but whatever. I agree with Craig, too, that the uh, the Korean bit could use, like, it could for me, it could have used an extra dump of that slaw on it, because I was a fan of the slaw, but it was very, it was very, very tiny there, but this looks good. This looks, uh, like, there's a ton of jalapenos on here. We got some of that guac. I see salsa poking in there. Some chicken. Oh. I'm gonna go in with the chips from the taco. That piece of chicken's way too big. I don't know what type of, there's not a chip, chicken chip bearing. Oh, sturdy chip bearing. I don't know what I'm saying. Hmm. I mean, it's good. I like the guacamole. Ooh. The jalapeno was a little spicier than I expected. Um, I like the guacamole and the salsa and the cheese. I'm, sometimes I'm weary because if you see here, it's that liquid uh, cheese, um, you know, which some people are like, that is the nacho cheese. Like, that's the cheese you should use. I'm a fan, I'm a fan of the sprinkle cheese myself, but... Um, I'm enjoying this all together right now. 90 degree heat. I don't know if I'm gonna enjoy it later, but Craig, why don't you dig in here before the chips get too? Uh, they're already soaking in the juices here. I think you need to try this before they get too too soggy. soggy. Yeah, soggy nachos are never ideal, but they are an inevitability of life. That's me being like prophetic. Mm -hmm. First bite with just cheese and sour cream. A little bit of guac, pretty good. This is the real one, though. I like the chip. That's a mouthful. Okay, when you put everything together, this is actually really delicious. Uh, I think it's a really, it's a really good basket of nachos. So one issue that I do have, while there's a great amount of toppings on top, it is a little bit, 
It's a little bit lacking in the bottom, except for the nacho cheese. The nacho cheese has seemed to find a way. You know, life finds a way here at Universal with Jurassic Park and all that. The nacho cheese has also found a way to get down there, but not the other toppings. But I also like a good plain nacho with just nacho cheese. You know, the, the kind that you would get at a, a baseball game or hockey game. So... This is just going to be a lot to dig through, so we're going to have to uh, shut our mouths for a second so we can shove our mouths. We just wrapped up our tacos and nachos. I know. We ended up eating that entire thing of nachos. It was it was pretty good once we really got into it. Yeah. No. But, but the the chips were yeah, as any nachos as we said they got a little wilty in there. Oh yeah, they were they were super soggy once we got to the bottom. But I don't think that was also an issue. These are the kind of nachos where you're gonna want to come at it with the with a fork, yeah, for and sure. that's the best method. But no, they were very tasty. Uh, good good flavors all Jal around. Jalapenos kind of popped on them too, so it was nice and spicy too. Just the right amount of spicy. Yeah, it's almost. I think the very first time that Rhino has actually been okay, if not overly impressed by the amount of spiciness. It was True. too spicy for him. Yeah. So, overall, I think the nachos are definitely worth it at $9.99. Yeah. The tacos at $8.99, a little, little steep, especially for no dipping. Right, exactly. I think if there were, like, maybe had been a salsa, I'd feel a little bit differently, but you're kind of just left with chips that leave, like, a dry taste in your yeah. mouth when you're done. So, I, I like... I like the idea more and more these days, you know, of coming here so frequently of finding those shareable items. Yeah. And I think that was a good, if we were like, if it was like you and me or like even like if, if there were like one or two other people here, the, the chips would have yeah. been a great shareable. I, I will say the, the tacos do kind of give off a false sense of healthiness to yeah. them. So if you are looking for something lighter, something uh, that you want to believe is healthier than your average standard theme park burger and fries, then something less greasy. something else for you yeah it's definitely less greasy and yeah with, with the chips being the side instead of french fries overall just a lighter meal but if you've had this before let us know what you think of it otherwise we are going back to the studio right now to wrap up the show back to you oh boy gosh golly that was fun wasn't it Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I was, I was trying to cover a burp. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. That's good for the audio listeners. Yeah, as always, we have fun. We do. We do. So thank you. Rhino for being here for this discussion in the beginning and then going out into the parks with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And thank you to everyone out there who watched and listened to this. Of course, if you need more information, head to disunplug.com, home of our uh, show notes page, where you can find links to our social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Find a link to our email, uopodcast at disunplug.com, plus so much more. If you uh, are watching this on YouTube, please Hit that subscribe button if you still haven't yet. Make sure you comment and hit the thumbs up button if you like this. And leave us lots of good comments below. We want to read them. If you're listening to this on iTunes, make sure you're also subscribed and you're rating us and reviewing us. It is appreciated. Appreciated. Yeah, it's all good. So thank you once again to everyone out there for listening and watching. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you next week for another episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember, no resolutions. Thank you.